On this week's episode of Saturation, listen to Cade gush about his celeb spottings at Jingle Ball in New York. Between Drew Barrymore, Teresa Judice, Taylor Swift's parents, and Lennon Stella, it's safe to say Jingle Ball was lit. For time's sake, the two cut out saved Instagrams to focus on Harry Styles stealing America's hearts and Teresa Judice's ironic and timely divorce. everyone welcome back to saturation um i will preface this episode by saying that me and kate literally like did not talk before this episode like at all because he wants me to have an authentic reaction to his jingle ball story and i'm literally dying to know everything and so we were like we literally called each other and he was like should we just start and i'm like yeah so here we are hello um we also should preface this by saying that, like, things are so busy right now. Oh my god, it's not even funny, you guys. I've been running around like a chicken with my head cut off literally all week, and it's not stopping at any no. time. And I think that's, like, with everybody. Like, the holidays are just very busy, and I think, like, being out in the adult world, you don't really realize. Because, like, normally right now, I'd be, at like, home on my couch after finals. So... I, and the other thing, Cade, that I've realized uh-huh. is, like... Because I'm in an office eight hours a day, I don't have time to get to the stuff I actually have to, right. like, do. Right. So, I, like, have so many errands to run and so much to do, and I literally don't have time to do it because I'm in my office for eight hours a yeah. day. And, like, no. work isn't that busy right now. Like, I thought it was going to be way worse. It's not that busy. So, yeah. the worst part about it is, like, I'm sitting at my office all day when I have a million other things to be doing. Yeah. That I, I can't do because I'm there. Right. It's a weird, it's a weird adjustment. It's this so time hard. Seriously, I never even thought about that angle of it, of like literally not even having time to run errands. Yeah. Wait, tell me really quick, just because this is the kind of stuff we normally talk about before we record, but what, how much do you get off for Christmas? So I actually like really have a nice Christmas break. Oh. Um, I'm like the newest person at our office and I think I'm taking off more time than everyone, but... I hoarded my days so that I could do this. Good. And um, I'm also from Illinois. So, like, if my family lived here, I would be more willing to, like, pop it throughout the holidays. But, like, I'm not going to come back on a Thursday, Mm -hmm. you know, after Christmas or or New Year's just to, like, be there for two days. So, I'm – I leave this Thursday after work to go home, and I don't come back till. Uh, January 5th. Whoa! It's like a solid two weeks plus, which is going to be literally so nice and so needed. That's amazing. I'm so happy for you. Oh my gosh, thank you. What do you have off? Um, I get off this Friday, and then next week I'm off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then I'm going into work on Friday, and then I'm off again like, I'm taking off the Monday before Christmas Eve. No, sorry, the Monday before New Year's Eve, and then off. I don't know. Basically, in the, ne- in the like, two weeks that are Christmas and New Year's, I have to work three days that whole time. Okay. So, I'm feeling pretty blessed about the situation as well. 
that's pretty much what like everyone else in my office is doing but i'm like look like my family doesn't live here so no yeah no i would do totally what you were doing if i was in your position having to travel a state many states away. i was like really nervous about bringing it up but they were really nice about it the people in my office are really nice i have to say like very oh, understanding good feeling blessed this holiday season I know. I just wish that I was, like, more in holiday mode. I feel like I'm just, like, in such go-go-go mode. Like, yeah. the gratitude and the Christmas spirit hasn't quite hit me, but I think it will once I go home. That shit hits different when you're an adult, but it'll hit. Yeah. Agreed. Um, okay. Okay. Would you like to hear about Jingle Ball? I I really just want to get into the Jingle Ball conversation. Like, I feel bad that we've even made them listen to this banter this long. I know. Like, I um, need to hear Okay, so let me just kind of break this whole situation down for you guys. So, I if you do not know, which some of you might not, Jingle Ball is an event put on by Capital One, um, like, Accent, like, iHeartRadio, uh, Z100, like, the radio stations. And they have them in, like, LA, New York, Dallas, Atlanta, London. I could be missing one, but I, maybe Boston. I don't know. Those are the main ones, though. And the biggest ones, I would say, are L.A., London, and New York. And so, I always wanted to go to the Dallas one whenever we were down in school. But it was always on the same night as the Christmas tree lighting at TCU. Which, if you're a TCU fan, you know that's a very big deal. You don't want to miss that. It's like one of the best events TCU puts on throughout the year. So, I never got to go to Jingle Ball. Also, the big name artists, like, they don't really love to travel this time of year. So, like, they, like, for example, Taylor Swift only did London and New York. She didn't do it. Like, they don't, like, like the lower artists, like, the newer up-and-coming, they go to all of them to promote themselves. But, like, if you're already, like, a hit, like, you don't need to go to all these things during this time of year to promote yourself. So, that's a little backstory about Jingle Ball. So, I hear back in, like, September that Taylor is performing at Jingle Ball in New York on December the 13th, which 13th is her, 13th's her favorite number, and it was also going to be her 30th birthday. Wow. And so it was like going to be one of her only performances in 2019. And I was like, I have to go. Like, I've it's been a dream of mine to go to New York at Christmas. To be in the same room with Taylor on her 30th birthday would be incredible. Um, yeah. And to hear some of this new music would also be great. And so at Jingle Ball, the lineup is always stacked. It's always really great. And there's always about, each artist gets about five or six songs. So, um, I didn't even really realize until like the week before that we were seeing so many great people. And the funny mm -hmm. thing is when I planned Jingle Ball, I obviously didn't know that I was going to the AMAs. So I was in the same room as some of the same people that I had just been like very close to sitting next to that I had seen perform like two weeks ago. So it was real yeah. crazy. I felt like, oh, hey, it's me again, you know, um, so I went to my best friend, Stephanie, and I was like, do you want to go with me? If not, it's not a big deal. I know the whole holidays are busy. It's going to be expensive, whatever. Long story short, we went. I randomly got tickets on the Capital One pre-sale to go. They were on the floor. I was real excited. Um, and we planned like our whole New York itinerary and everything. Um, and so we flew out on Thursday afternoon and Jingle Ball was on Friday night. I had a t-shirt made um, that said... Taylor's Christmas Tree Farm because Taylor released a song the week before called Christmas Tree Farm that's really good. And this event is like 
holiday themed. Obviously, it's called Jingle Ball. So a lot of artists will sing a Christmas song at least. Um, and mm-hmm. Tanya knew that she was probably going to sing that. And so I wore that and I wore these pants that I have Christmas, that I have a Christmas tree on the side and a like green and red plaid jacket because I thought I was like, I'm in New York. Like I might as well go all out. Absolutely. Also, if you know me um, and if you're from Stuttgart, you know, like for many, many years, I like always go out on Christmas Eve. I always wear some type of Christmas pant or just something Christmassy. Like I'm not, I'm not shy about the Christmas spirit. So I had things in my closet to wear is what I'm getting at. So we went on Friday. It was super fun. And, you know, we got to do a lot of the whole like New York Christmas things. Friday, I got to go to Taylor Swift's house, which was incredible. Um, and I had never been to her New York place uh, or any of her homes. I'm not a stalker, but Stephanie, was like, <laughs> Stephanie had seen it. And so she was like, you have to see it. And I was like, okay. So we did that. It was very cool. I was like baffled because I've seen so many pictures of her like coming out of the house. Yeah. Like paparazzi pics. And it was just, and she like owns, it's like an apartment building. But anyways, that was crazy. We went to Cornelia Street, which if you have listened to Lover, you know that she rented a house on Cornelia Street and wrote a song about it. So that was really cool. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the fun stories and kind of why I brought up going to Taylor's places is because I have become like, ingrained in the fandom. I am a Swifty. I'm not shy about it. I kind of had always wanted to like be in the fandom and like meet people in the fandom. Um, but I thought I was too old or like I wasn't a girl. So I didn't, you know, I don't know. There are all these like stereotypical things that I was like, no, I don't need to do that. But after Taylor tweeted the picture of me in August, I was like, I think I have to like make a fan account and like start interacting with people and meeting people. It'll be so much more fun that way. And so I did. So I'm at Taylor's house and I'm just there and there's a ton of other like Taylor Swift fans there and you can just kind of tell. And I, I leave and after a little bit, a girl DMs me on Twitter and she's like, were you just at Taylor Swift's house? And I was like, yes. And like, I don't really, like, I've only, I only know people in the fandom that I've met. Like, I don't know people that I follow necessarily. But so that was really cool that like this girl like follows me and knew me from being a Taylor Swift fan. I thought that was really kind of cool. So, um, we went to Jingle Ball, we got there, and we got there super early because they said to get there an hour and 30 minutes in advance, and I didn't really care at first whenever they said that, because I was like, oh, it'll be some, like, little act opening, but then they announced that Taylor Swift was opening, so I was like, this is the only reason I'm going, like, we cannot miss this. Um, so, we got there, and it was really cool that the area that we entered was, like, it was also, like, where all the VIPs were. Mm-hmm. And so, we had, like, a full bar, a little concession stand, a bathroom. And it wasn't as crowded because that's where, like, all the, like, people were. And I didn't really realize that until later in the show. I just thought, like, this is where we entered. Like, but at, that's important to know as far as the story is concerned. Oh. So, we I start meeting several Swifties that I've interacted with online. It's super fun, whatever. And the show's about to start. And... We are on the back row in section E and like behind us is like all the camera equipment because it, it was filmed and broadcast on the CW. The teleprompter <laughs> is there for all the people that are introducing the acts. Um, so we were like kind of in the area. Like there was a lot of hustle and bustle going on. <laughs> and the stage was like not too far away. Like they had a big screen. So like we, in retrospect, we had really good seats and the tickets were crazy expensive. So... Yeah. I was I, I was feeling blessed. 
But the whole row in front of us was empty and the show was about to start. And I kind of thought it was weird, but I was like, honestly, who knows? Like, mm-hmm. there's no telling. I was more to, like, freaking out that Taylor was about to come on stage. Right. So Taylor comes on. She's doing great. All's good. And this girl in, like, this sparkled suit comes walking up with a long line of people. And I only noticed it because of the girl in the suit. It was like a pinstripe suit, but the pinstripes were like rhinestones. So it was like very eye-catching. But also, again, Taylor Swift was on stage. I was not really focusing on anything else but that. So Taylor Swift singing, she sang like, Blank Space, Welcome to New York, Christmas Tree Farm, You Need to Calm Down, Me, and Shake It Off. And so... It was kind of weird because Stephanie hits me and it's like, oh my God, I swear that's Drew Barrymore. Now, because the girl in the um, sequin jump, like suit brought this full line of people and they all sat on the row in front of us. Mm-hmm. And this girl that she was thinking it was Drew was literally in the seat in front of us with her little daughter, whatever. I'm like, no, that's no way it's her. Like, I'm not trying to be rude at all to anyone who's a Drew Barrymore stan, or if somehow Drew was to ever hear this, I'm not trying to be rude. But she's lost weight. And okay, that's not rude. No, but but I didn't know that. And so okay. I turned to Stephanie and I said, her face isn't round enough to be Drew Barrymore. Like, it's mm-hmm. just not. And so then I keep paying attention, whatever. Well, then I notice they all have on, like, necklaces, like, with a pass on it. So I'm like, well, they're obviously somebody. Like, they're not just, I mean, they came in after the show started. This girl, that's like, she clearly, whoever these people are, they clearly have an assistant because the girl in the sparkled outfit is like running back and forth, bringing them drinks, alcohol, Mm -hmm. water, et cetera. There's several young kids and every, like everybody on the row is real excited to be there. Well, then I hear one of them say, Drew. Okay. And I was like, I turned to Stephanie and I was like, I'm so sorry. It's her. Like, it's literally her. But you guys, she was dressed so casually. She looked like a total mom. Like, that brought her kids to a very popular concert. That's so interesting. She has lost weight. Um, And so I was, like, flipping out. But also, like, if you listen to the AMAs episode, like, I kind of realized in being around so many people that, like, it's very hard for me to get starstruck. I'm not trying to be like braggadocious or sound conceited. It's just like once you're around so many of them, you kind of realize they're just normal everyday people. So I thought it was extremely cool, but also Taylor Swift is on the stage. Like we have to keep that in mind. Like I'm like right. Drew Barrymore lover, but like my girl is on the stage. So then I'm surprised that Taylor didn't sing lover. Oh, she did sing lover. I'm sorry. I oh. forgot that one. She hundred percent did. Um, so I want to give all credit to Stephanie because her eyes pointed out every single person that we saw that night. I was just not in the zone. Huh? That would have been me. Yeah. I was just not in the, I was in the zone as far as like who was performing. So you were in swift mode. Yeah. So then not too long after we realized this is Drew, Stephanie hits me and says, you're going to die. Taylor's mom and dad are directly behind us. Liar. And if you've ever been to a show, if you consider yourself a Taylor Swift fan, you know that her mom and dad are, like, a huge deal. They go everywhere with her. Her mom is especially a big deal. 
Her mom is battling cancer right now for the second time. That's why Taylor's not really touring as much or going as much because she likes to have her mom with her and obviously her mom's health is important. If you listen to Lover, there's a song on the track featuring the Dixie Chicks called Soon You'll Get Better and it's kind of about how her mom is sick. Um, and so her parents are a big part of her life. And so whenever you go to shows, the goal is to meet her mom because a lot of times if you meet her mom, then her mom will in like typically introduce you to Taylor. Right. Take you backstage, whatever. So I was flipping out. I was like, this is so crazy. I'm literally sitting here listening to Taylor Swift perform Lover with Drew Barrymore in front of us, with her parents behind us, dancing and singing and laughing. And they were just beaming. Like, they were so proud. And it was her 30th birthday. And her mom is like, could they bring out a big cake for her at the end? And the whole room sings happy birthday. And, like, she is just so excited and so proud. And so it was really cool. I got pictures with them in the background. And I took video. And I was being very sneaky. But I needed people to know that I got to see her parents. And so, as Taylor ended, also right after she said that Taylor's parents was there, she hits me and says, there goes one of the housewives. Well, I don't... This is the part that gets me. This is the part that gets me. Right. So, I don't watch any Bravo anything. I don't know any Bravo celebs. But, there's one that I know, and I will get back to the story in just a second. I'm going to go back to Taylor's parents. So she says, there goes a housewife. I'm like, okay, cool. Not surprised at this point because clearly we're around people. Um, So I was like, Taylor's parents were going to have to walk past us because I knew they weren't going to stay for anybody else. Like they were going to leave when she went off stage. And so I was Mm -hmm. like, I can say something. I was like, I don't really want to ask for a picture because I don't really like doing that just because I feel like, like, I try to put myself in their shoes. Like, they're just there. They're enjoying the time. Like, they don't, you know. So, I, but I wanted to say something to her. Because I saw that she saw my shirt and pointed, tapped her husband and pointed at my shirt. So, yeah. I knew that they saw me. And, like, I had my shirt made. So, like, I knew that they knew that's not a shirt from her website. Like, he made that. So, I wanted to say something. And as they got up to leave, someone grabbed her arm another Swifty in a lot of Taylor Swift merch and said something to her and she just burst into tears. And so I knew that it probably had something to do with like, we're praying for you. We love you so much, etc. And she was obviously just really moved. And so they walked by and I just did a little wave and she was like wiping her eyes and she waved. Um, but I, it just didn't feel appropriate to be like, Hey, give me your attention. Um, But just being so near to them and just, like, seeing, just interacting with them in those little ways was even really cool. So. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That was incredible. So, Taylor gets off stage. I'm trying to let this all sink in. Drew, while Taylor's still on stage, Drew and her daughter leave. And so, I was like, that's weird. They were only there to see Taylor's. Like, they came in after she started and they left before she ended. Whatever. Mm -hmm. So, as we're sitting down, waiting on the next act... Stephanie goes, I think I said something about like, wait, so who, who else did you see? Like, who was the housewife? And she said, Teresa Judice. And I lost my mind because this is like a little known fact. I've kept it very low key, but I have the biggest crush on Teresa. 
Wait, really? Like, I don't know anything about her, Grace, besides the fact that she went to jail, her husband went to jail, he got deported, they're trying to work things out, and they have kids. That's all I know. That's I don't even know. I was like, is she on New York or New Jersey? I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Teresa like, Judice can get it all. Like, I love her. Like, I, there, there's just something about her that just gets me going. Like, Really? I oh think God. that she is on fire. Okay, tell me more. Did you talk to her? Like, Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, let me just intervene for a quick second. Like, Bravo celebrities are, like, my celebrities. Yeah. I've been watching The Real Housewives since I was probably in, like, sixth grade. Like, I am ride or die. If I had seen Teresa Judice, like, I would have peed my pants. I was literally, like, and it was just crazy because... She said a housewife, and we just moved on, and then it was her. Like, it was, like, the housewife, I feel like. Like, her and Lisa Renna are really the only two housewives that I know. Mm-hmm. So, like, for for it to be her, like, I literally do not, I cannot kid you, a week ago, I was literally, like, just in a deep dive on her Instagram. And I was like, her daughters are beautiful. She's beautiful. Like. Wow. So crazy. Um. And so, she's literally, like, on the same row as us, but, like, the aisle separates us. And she's, like, kind of in the middle. Her daughters are, like, in front or behind her. She's, like, doing a good job. Like, she's videoing them. She's taking their pictures. She's having fun. It was really cute. So, then we saw, like... I'm just going to tell you guys the rest of the lineup because... Wait. So, when you talked to Teresa, like, what was the conversation? Hold on. I'll tell you. Because I talked to her at, like, the end of the show. So Okay. 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 So, I saw her... She had on, like, of course, like, beautiful fur coat, mm-hmm. um, very nice designer bag. I can't remember. I have a picture of it. I don't know, honestly, that many designer bags, but I knew it was, like, a big, nice bag. Like, black knee boots, like, with a heel, all black, like, just looked pretty hot. So, um, and she walked by us several times. That was the thing. Like, she kept, like going to get a drink like it was kind of, she was just like around a lot and so mm-hmm. finally I was like and everyone was getting pictures with her like saying how much they loved her or whatever so after Taylor we saw the Jonas Brothers I don't remember the exact order but we saw the Jonas Brothers Fletcher Lewis Picaldi or Bagaldi whatever his name is Niall Horn Lizzo Halsey Dan and Shay um how good was Halsey? Oh my God. She was incredible. She was the last one though, which was kind of crazy. So she didn't go until like after midnight. Um, we saw just, I mean, there were so many, so many people. So at one point, Dan and Shay are about to go on and I look to Stephanie and I'm like, should I go to the bathroom? We weren't sure who was going to be up next because like we, it, like it was obvious the lineup wasn't like necessarily intact. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she's like, I didn't, I wasn't going to go then, but she was like, yeah, you should go. So this is the part where all the loyal listeners of Saturation are going to melt because as did I. So I get up and go to the bathroom. And if you remember the area that I got to go to the bathroom and get drinks was a smaller area, as I said, a few minutes Mm. ago. So as I'm walking through like to this, like I have to kind of, you have to go through two security guards. I'm, like, rounding a corner, and there's this girl, like, leaned up against, like, the bottom, like, you know, like, the railings above her. She's just leaned up there. There's somebody kind of behind her that's clearly with her. 
And honestly, the only reason I noticed her is because she had on a white dress and super blonde hair. And it just felt like everyone around me was so dark or Christmas themed. So she just like, I was like, I was like, oh, and the dress reminded me of something that one of my ex-girlfriends had. So I think it just like caught my attention. Mm -hmm. I kid you not. It was Lenning effing Stella. And I lost it. Like, talk about a double take. I literally, like, looked and I was like, that girl's super, I was like, that girl's hot. And then I turned and I was like, that girl is my girl. Like, that is Lennon Stella. That's Guys, I, like, Kate has literally said from the start of this show, like, that's my wife. Like, that is my woman. She's everything and more to me. And he literally met her. I have manifested that shit on this podcast. So you for, have. For anyone that wants to say that manifesting is not real, go listen to all 30 plus episodes of Saturation and then you tell me that manifesting is not real. Yeah. I could not believe it. And so my head started racing. So just to kind of give you the play by play, I noticed her on a drive by. Like I was just passing her. So it wasn't like I could stop or turn around. Also, my outfit was pretty memorable, so I was like, she's definitely going to know that I just walked by and turned around to talk mm-hmm. to her. But yeah. I wanted it to be very casual. Also, I wanted to profess my love to her, but then I quickly realized that she is recently in a new relationship with a guy that has abs. So oh, who cares? I was like, now is not probably the time. And I was like, I'm going to go to the bar and get a drink. And if I come back and she's there... I will talk to her. If not, it was not meant to be. So I'm like hurrying. I'm like running to the bar because I, again, I wanted it to seem casual. Like I wanted it to seem like I just went to get a drink. So I come back and sure enough, she's standing there and I'm like, I have to say something. Like I, I, I just have to. So I tapped her on the shoulder. Very well, her dress didn't have sleeves. So I technically I touched her, whatever, not trying to be creepy, but she had very soft skin. And I bet she smelled good too. Yes. Fresh as a daisy. She turned to me and I just said, I'm so sorry to bother you. I said, I'm such a big fan. I've loved you since Nashville and I've followed your solo career. You're literally killing it. I just had to say something. I know you're watching the show, but I had, I just had to say something. And she was like, no, that's totally fine. She was like, thank you so much. Like I always appreciate it. Like, the support means so much to me. And I was like, honestly, this is super weird. But this is when things get a little hairy on my end. But I just had to do it. Uh I was like, my girlfriend and I are obsessed with you. Can you, could I please get a photo to prove to her that I met you? Uh And she was like, oh my gosh, of course. So I get out my phone. I take the photo. I'm like, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your night. It was so nice to meet you. And she was like, it was so nice to meet you. And I, like, you know how the term nowadays is, I'm, I was shook? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. If you look up the definition of shook, it is me 10 seconds after meeting Lynn and Stella. I, I was shaking. Like, feeling and, like, skipping away, like, clapping your hands together. And, like, I was shaking so out. bad my drink was full and it was, like, spilling. Like, oh, my God. I could not believe it. Also, the lie was not, like technically a lie because my ex and I did love her. Okay, who cares? Every time I've met a celebrity, I come up with a story like that. Like, when I met Tony Romo, I was like, 
my brother plays football at SIU. Like, we're <laughs> huge fans. Like, I always make shit up as a reason to take a picture. Yeah. Right. Who cares? Right. It just, it, it just felt normal, and it just needed to happen. Like, because she's in a relationship, I couldn't be like, I have this podcast. I talk about you on there often and how much I love you. You're insanely yeah. gorgeous. I couldn't go into come all that. a simple lie. Right. So... Also, I went to go to the bathroom, not to get a drink, not to meet Lennon Stella, but somehow I didn't go to the bathroom. I came back with a drink and a picture of Lennon. So that was kind of crazy. I could be freaking out. Oh, yeah. And then I had to pee. So I was like, I need to wait because I don't want to walk by again. So I waited a little while and then I walked back by and she was gone, which was good. And then later in the night, she presented or she um, introduced one of the acts. So that's why she was there. Um, But that was that was that was wild. You guys, that was. That was wild. Oh my God, I can't. Um, so just kind of rounding up the night, we, so towards the end, the more that time went on, the more people would leave. Mm-hmm. Also going back to Drew really quick. So after Taylor performed, and if you remember, Drew left before Taylor was off stage. When the Jonas Brothers were on stage, she came back with her daughter And she had on a hat then. So I was like, okay, she's definitely trying to disguise herself a little bit. And her daughter was holding like an iPad mini. Uh And the picture, and her daughter is less than 10 years old. Like, she's pretty young. Okay. And on the iPad, or on the iPhone, a picture of her and Taylor Swift. Liar. And in her other hand, a napkin written on there, happy holidays, Olive, love, Taylor. So, (gasps) Drew had taken her to go meet Taylor, and that's why they left. And the little girl was, like, beside herself. It was the cutest, sweetest thing ever. Um, She was so happy and, like, just beaming. That is so sweet. Yes, and it was really cool. Drew, like, posted a couple of photos on Instagram just saying how, like, she met Taylor 10 years ago, and, like, she's so incredibly grateful that she, that, that, like, her daughter has somebody that she can look up to in this world. Mm-hmm. It was, like, really sweet. Um, and so, I looked over to Stephanie at this point, and I said, listen, if you want to get a picture with her, we're going to have to do it now. Because as time goes on, more people are going to realize it's her, and more people, and she's going to get fed up, and she's going to probably leave. Right. I was like, there's a few things about it. We can we can ask her for a picture. It's mm-hmm. probably going to make her... She's probably not going to be thrilled because when we ask for a picture, everybody I around us is going to be like, why are they getting a picture with her? Mm-hmm. So I was like, but if you want one, we can get one. And we both... she We were both just kind of like, it's not really worth it. Like, we'd rather her stay here and be around her and interact with her and just, like, enjoy the night with her. You're way better person than me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I would have been all over it. It was like, just... It was I just, just don't even think about their feelings. Like, that's the problem with yeah. me. Is like... <laughs> I remember when I saw Chris Harrison at that TCU game. It was, yeah. like, I was going to the bathroom in the blue. And I saw him. And I, like, did a double take. And I was, like, Chris Harrison? Right. <laughs> Literally. He, like, had a hat on. Like, didn't want to be seen. But I, like, walked over. I was, like... Can I take a picture? He's like, sure. Like, she's like being so low key and like trying to. Yeah. And so then I felt bad, but like, I didn't even think about it. I was just like, Chris Harrison. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, exactly. And and that's the thing. I just like, I don't know. I wanted to hard enjoy the night and I felt like I had more of a chance interacting with her 
if I didn't yeah. ask her for a picture. And I knew she wasn't really going to go anywhere anytime soon. So I figured that maybe a picture opportunity could arise mm -hmm. at some point. But we, I mean, we could have asked her for one, but we just chose not to. Um, yeah. I interacted. I think, I don't know. There was a girl with her and her kids that was really young, really cute, really nice. We interacted a lot and would kind of talk during the breaks and stuff. And I think it might have been the nanny. And I wanted to give her my card so bad but it just didn't work out. And like Drew and her daughter left after Camilla Cabello performed. Mm -hmm. Drew introduced Camilla and then came back to the seats. And then that's when it was crazy because she yeah. went up on stage. Everybody knew it was her. She came back to the seats. Everyone was asking for a picture. People were like swarming, like putting, like reaching over me to tap her on the shoulder. And so it kind of got crazy. Drew left, but the girl stayed. Um, and so I assume she worked for her in some capacity or was maybe her niece, maybe. I'm not really sure. But when she was leaving, she said, she turned around and she said, thank you all so much for being so nice and just putting up with the craziness that is Drew Barrymore and her entourage. And I was like, it's literally so fine. We enjoyed it. Tell her thank you. And we hope she had a good night. So um, that was really cool. You being respectful of celebrities is going to come back around one day. Well, I just think it just is kind of a little bit of a... I don't know. It, it makes me feel like, like, I feel like I could handle being in that world. So I, I think it's, it, it's cool. And uh, I have kind of a whole philosophy that I won't get into now about just the timeliness of the things I've gotten to do. But um, mm -hmm. Lizzo was incredible. Have you ever seen her live? Never, but I've always wanted to. I just want to tell anyone and everyone out there that when Lizzo is in the same room as you, the energy is just different. Like, you can feel it. And so, the lady next to me, she was there with her daughter, and she asked me, have you ever seen Lizzo live before? And I said, well, I had the privilege to go to the AMAs a few weeks ago, and I was sitting close to her, and I saw her perform one song. And But I said, just being around her, her energy is, like, there. It's like a fog. Yeah. Like, it's, like, thick, and you can feel it. I said, you yeah. will feel it when she is out here in this room. Uh -huh. And so, she came on. She was a powerhouse, like, Incredible, so motivational, so talented. in a Santa Claus costume, like so grateful. She said she'd always dreamed of performing at Madison Square Garden. It was crazy. After she got off stage, the lady turned to me and she said, I felt it. And I said, I told you. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. The whole night in general was incredible. We also saw five, five Seconds of Summer. There were, I mean, we saw so many artists, like I know I'm forgetting some, but um, we saw Love. Uh, it, it was just, it was an incredible night, an incredible experience. We got very lucky. I saw Tina Fey across the way, Olivia Wilde across the way. Wow. Um, the area where I went to get a drink, I, everybody there was like given tickets by somebody that was performing. So oh. I befriended this older woman who I was in line with at the bar and it was really funny. She asked me, um, she had a British accent and she was like, who are you here with? Or she said that Niall had given them the tickets. And I was like, oh, cool, cool. Like, And uh, then she said, like, who are you here with? And I was like, oh, I'm here with Taylor. And I was like, it's her 30th birthday. And um, she was like, oh, that's cool. She was like, she said, I think they're chummy. Like, I think they're pals, her and Taylor and Niall. Oh. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, she's had him up on stage a few times at her shows and vice versa. And she was like, yeah, that's cool. And I was like, how do y'all know him? And um, her husband is best friends with Niall's bodyguard, so they've got to hang out with him some, and so he gave him the wow. tickets. Anyways, just little things like that that were so cool. The final thing that I'll say about Jingle Ball, um, as far as Teresa's concerned, so she was leaving um, 
after, like right before Five Seconds of Summer. And it they okay. were second to last. And she walked by and I was like, honestly, I don't know her well enough to like strike up a conversation with her. Like I just don't know anything about her. But I want to say something. So she was walking by and as she was by me, someone stepped in and asked her a photo. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? So I kind of had to be aggressive and I kind of like stood up and I reached out for her and she grabbed my hand and came over to me and I kind of held her hands and her hands were so soft <laughs> and her coat was so soft. And I said, I honestly cannot sit here and tell you that I'm the biggest fan in the world. I said, I don't watch a ton of Bravo, but I am a big fan of you and I know like all the things that I've read and I know that your family is going through lots of things and I, it is very evident seeing you in person that you're a strong woman. Um, and it's just been a pleasure to meet you. And she was just, I think kind of struck that I was like, not like, yeah, like fan. Like fan. Right. Um, and we just kind of held hands. It was, the, it was weird that we were holding hands, but I was like, honestly, we have a connection right now. Um, and yeah. It was really funny, and she just kind of said, "How?" She said, "How are you enjoying the night?" And I said, "No, I said it's been a, it's been such a great night." And I said, "I hope you've had fun." I said, "I know you probably have to go, but I just wanted to say that I'm praying for you and your family, and um, that you're very very beautiful in person." And she was like, "Thank you so," which her accent, you know. Um, yeah. And then she left for the night. She never came back. But it was just really funny, and uh, just, I cannot imagine. That literally makes me so jealous. It was it was pretty wild, and. Well, she, you don't understand what she means to me. Like, that woman has impacted my life since I was in sixth grade, and she called Danielle a prostitution whore who'd been engaged 19 times. The most <laughs> iconic moment in Bravo history, may I just say. What about when she flipped the table? Uh, that's what a lot that of people... That was that time. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. She's a prostitution whore engaged 19 times, and then flips the table. Iconic. <laughs> well... That I've learned, I've heard of that since. I was literally in sixth grade when this happened, and I will never forget it. Well, it was incredible. Also, we saw Jake Gyllenhaal. Did I tell you this? No. Coming out of Bloomingdale's. Oh my God. What is life? <laughs> I don't know. That's constantly what I've been asking myself. I think in the past, like, two weeks, you've met slash been in the presence of probably, like, 150 celebrities. Yeah. It was pretty wild, I must say. Oh, my God. He was I just, wouldn't He walked out of Bloomingdale's, got in his G-Wagon. Stephanie didn't see him. She was too freaking out over a Camila Cabello poster on the street. And I was like, this guy is somebody. And then he was, like, up next to us. And his windows weren't that tinted. And I was like, that's effing Jake Gyllenhaal right there. Yeah. Sure enough, it was. Can't, isn't it funny how you can just tell, like, that's somebody? Yeah. Like, 100%. they just have, like, a swag and a confidence and, like, a look. Yeah, 100%. Um, and so the rest of the time was incredible. We saw Mean Girls. We saw the Rockettes. We did Top of the Rock. We went to the Christmas tree market. You really did the New York experience right. We, like, we, like, went and we hit it hard and fast. One of my favorite moments is when we got there. Um, it was right after midnight, and Harry's album had just come out. And so we went out to Times Square and listen to it for the first time. And so it, that will always hold like a special connection. I think for both of us, like we'll look back and be like, we were in Times Square when this album dropped and we got to listen to it. And um, so that was really cool. It was just a great trip. And um, everyone has been like telling me how lucky 
I am and which I, I am. I'm, I fully am and everybody's like, we're living through you and that's so fun and I love that and I'm so happy to do that and um, I just like, I, I feel very lucky and the Lord is like speaking to me now more than he ever has and so that's really exciting for me and um, but I, 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 I kind of want to preface all that by also saying like, I work extremely hard. Like I go every day from a nine to five job and then I come home and I do things, whether it's for this or it's for my blog or it's for my YouTube channel. Like I don't normally eat dinner till nine or 10 o'clock because I have mm -hmm. a side hustle. So a lot of people, it, it hasn't made me mad, but a lot of people have just been like, I don't know how you've gotten this lucky. I don't know. And like, uh, like a large chunk of it is luck, but I also just want to put out there that I do work hard and I'm very proud of myself in a lot of areas. So um, I'm not trying to brag on myself, but it is hard work okay, and it's luck worries. and it's, it's hustling. I mean, that's what we do, you know? We are such hustlers. Um, so yeah, it was a great trip. I, we've, we, I've just taken up majority of the podcast talking about it. I'm very sorry, but, um, it was incredible. I am like, I can't even get over that story. And it I thought of you like the whole time, like, especially when I, well, okay. I, I had a feeling that you were a fan of Teresa's, but when I met Lennon, I was like, you were the first person I texted. I was like, I cannot believe that this just happened. So insane. Like the story you just told, I feel like is someone's like wild dream that they had at night. Yeah. And they're like, you won't believe what happened in my dream. Yeah. No. 100%. Like, literally. No. Oh, yeah, like, I was standing behind Drew Barrymore and then Taylor Swift's parents were behind me and they waved at me. And then I met Lennon Stella and then I met Teresa Judice. And it's just like, wait, what? Yeah. It's literally. Yeah, they just kept coming. I mean, that was the weird thing. That is so wild. We're going to have to go on a trip together sometime. I know. We really do. Because you know how to do trips. I do. I've I've done good things. Listen, stick with me. I'm going places. True. <laughs> um, okay, for the sake of time, I think that we should cut Saved on Instagram. I do too. Sorry for all of you, but do you briefly want to talk about our topics for the week? Yeah, I think we can make it quick enough. Okay, you go first since we're kind of already talking about that. Yes, my topic of the week goes back to Teresa, not to bore all of you non-Bravo fans, but um, you guys have probably seen in the press, like, over, well, the past couple of years, her and her husband both went to jail at separate times, and he went to jail second, and, like, just got released, I believe, over the summer, maybe spring. It's, like, airing on Bravo right now. So I think it was, like, springtime he got out, but he then went, like, straight to immigration services. For, like, seven months, right? Yeah. And then he got deported over the summer. And since all this drama has unfolded, she's been, like, pretty quiet about what their relationship status is, if they're staying together, breaking up, if she's dating other people, like, doesn't say much about it. But today, news came out that they are getting a divorce which I think is totally reasonable and smart. I just, like, I saw it coming, right? But it's just interesting that, like, especially the timing of you just meeting her yeah. and, like, her family just went to Italy to see him, like, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. And just watching the show and everything, like, it's just interesting. But, yeah, yeah they're officially getting a divorce, which, again, I totally understand and I think... She should 
find someone else. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think too, like live in a different country. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. I mean, I saw something, a quote that I read at one point and people asked her like before today, like, are you guys getting a divorce? Are you separated? And every time she would just kind of say, well, we're literally separated by the ocean. So like, you know, it's kind of in the way. What do you think? Yeah. Um, Also, they have like, do they have four daughters or five? Um, I believe four. Gia, Melania, Adriana, and... I don't remember the last one's name, but I can see her face. They're like 15. Gabriella. Okay, yeah. They're young. Yeah. The yeah. oldest one, I think, like, just went to college, and the youngest one is maybe, like... 10. 10? Yeah. yeah. 10, for sure. They kind of fluctuate in that range. But they were all there. I, at least three of them were with her that night. So, um, I just have to say that I don't think it's a coincidence that we held hands, and now she's divorcing her husband. True. That was the final straw. Catch me, <laughs> Teresa Bethay. Oh my god, I would literally die if you were like a new Real Housewives of New Jersey husband. I would be down to be a stepfather. There would be nothing funnier in life. Like, Teresa, again, I've already said it, but Teresa can get it all. I literally... That is amazing. Yeah. I love that you love I do. It, and, and the funny thing is, is literally a week ago, I was like, nobody knows this about me. But I love Teresa Judice. And then I meet her, and now everyone knows that I ha- have a huge crush on her. Um, my topic of the week, which I've been dying to discuss with you. Yes. Last week, I think it was Tuesday night, Harry Styles hosted the Late Late Show for James Corden. And Jenna, Jenna, Kendall Jenner was one of the guests. Mm-hmm. Which, if you guys remember, they were very on again, off again back in like 2015, 16. There was some steamy photos of them making out on a yacht over New Year, mm-hmm. over the New Year. And they were a hot couple. Um, oh, and nobody ever knows why they broke up necessarily. But I thought it was crazy that she was a guest. Like, crazy. No. Everyone in the comments when I was watching the video was like, they should have more exes, like, do this. Like, it was so interesting. It was like, it was like the best television of the year, I swear to God. Honestly. And I don't swear to God, but like, I like, it was so good. One of my favorite things, hot take, I kind of like the segment, Spill Your Guts or Fill Your Guts, more than Carpool Karaoke. It's like, 100%. One of my favorites. What'd you say? I just said 100,000% same. Yeah. Um, so, and so much juicier. Yes. And so the fact that they played that game, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, is I this know. for real? And she answered the question about the best sibling or like the best parents. Her siblings were best to worst parents. Wait, I, let me tell the ranking and then I want to know your thoughts. So guys, if you didn't watch, she was asked like, since she's the only one without kids, like what to rank all of them in order from best to worst. And she put Rob, Chloe, Kim, Kylie, and Courtney as last, which is like pretty crazy with all the stuff going on on the show right now about how Courtney wants to like be a full-time mom and not do the show, yet she's like the worst parent, according to Kendall. Uh, yeah, I did find it ironic that like her whole MO is how great of a mom she is now dedicated to being a mom she is. Right? And then Kendall said that. I do, I think where Kendall was coming from, because she did say they're all great parents. Yeah. I think where she was coming from is that 
between like the conversation that we had with our guest Jenna, Chris yeah. Jenner's old assistant, and just like some other stuff we've seen on the show, like that episode when Corey was talking about her kids, I think her kids are not disciplined. Right. That's a that's a thousand percent what it is. So, like again, not saying that I know Courtney, just this is strictly context clues and like hearsay and stuff I've seen yeah. like on the show and that we've heard from Chris Jennings. Yeah. I just don't think her kids are disciplined. I think they're a little bratty. Right. And so I think that's probably why she said that. For sure. Yeah. But I was also shocked that Rob was number one. I thought he was going to be last. I think that he's number one because that's like all he does. And yeah, I think he like spoils her and just like, I, I was not on it. I was surprised that he was number one, but I was not surprised that he was not in the top. Okay. Because um, I just feel like, like in the little bit that we see of that, he just seems to really, really, really care about his daughter. So, yeah. Um. Anyway, it, it was just incredible. Also, one of Kendall's questions to Harry was, like, on your last album, what songs were about me? I was on the floor. For I real. Wanted, I wanted to know so bad. It was just crazy. Yeah, he was not very good about answering the questions. No. No, he I was always not. want them to answer instead of eat the thing. Yeah, it was also. I always imagine if I was a guest, I would answer everything. Right. It like was... I, I just literally tell everyone everything about my feelings. Like I literally think I would tell everything. No, no, I completely I, I, <laughs> care. Also, that stuff is effing gross. Like, who wants to eat that? Yeah. I do kind of get Harry not answering that question, though, of, like, what songs are Yeah, I mean, I get it. Because I feel like that's such, like, artist integrity. Yeah. It was just so good. He's, like, so talented. Like, I've been a fan of his, but, like, not really. Like, I don't know. I love his style. I want to be more like him and, like, develop the confidence that he has. We've talked about that on here before. Um, yeah. But he can do it all. Like, he was literally hosting and being so funny, and he performed, and I don't know. The whole episode was really good. It was really funny at the beginning of James's shows. They always open the rooms in the back, uh, mm-hmm. like the dressing rooms, and say hello to the people that are going to be on the show. And when they opened Kindles, it was super funny. And Chris was, like, in the background, and they were talking, and you were like, okay, this is kind of awkward, but really funny. And he was like, who else is in there? Is someone in there? And Chris had on this bright yellow outfit in the background, and she says, yeah, 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 my mom. And Chris goes, hi, Harry. But she doesn't say it like, hi, Harry. She says, hi, Harry. Kind of like, I know what you and my daughter have done. I've been on the yacht when y'all were steamy. Good to see you again. Do you want to get back with my daughter? Because it could really be good for the family. Like, that's kind of what that... children would hit the genetic lottery, I'm just saying. Yeah, no. So that was pretty funny. And then Harry goes, Chris, what are you wearing? Because she had on that the yellow outfit. And he says, it looks like a... Um, oh, man. It, oh, I've... Dang it. It was, so, it was something about, like, it looks like a something and a sailor had sex. Something yellow. I don't remember. It was just really funny. Um yeah everything he was just really talented so i loved it you guys should go watch as many clips from that as you can agreed so worth it also real quickly let's take two minutes we can dedicate song of the week this week to harry's new album and let's pick a song that's our favorite because i know that you want to talk about it (laughs) yes 
Um, me and Kate had a bit of a feud happening last Friday <laughs> because I was on such a high from Harry's album. Like, I, the singles had me feeling some type of way, and then just mm-hmm. listening to it beginning to end in order, I was like, this is a masterpiece. And I was texting Kate, and I'm like, is it dramatic to say that this is going to win a Grammy? And he's like, really? Like, I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> okay, to be fair, I was literally in New York, and I had only listened to it one time through. So I, I didn't really get the full effect. I understand. But I'm on the train now. I'm on the train. Yes, I made an original ranking. It's definitely going to change. They always do. Right. But my number one has remained the same, and it's Cherry. Okay. My hair smiles. I just, it makes me feel some extra type of way. Listen, I listened to it again today, and mm-hmm. I thought of you, and it is very good. I will say, originally I didn't love it, but I do like it a lot. Especially, like, the order. The order that they go in. Like, it's, like, I think it's It's golden and then cherry. Yeah. I don't know. It flows well. It does. Um, My favorite is probably, I don't know. Again, I haven't, I need to take some more time to listen. But um, I think that my favorite is probably golden. Okay, I really like golden. This is also interesting, like, when he, Lights Up was, like, the first single he came out with on this album, Uh and I, like, didn't really listen to it much. I don't know why. I think I, like, wasn't in full-blown Harry mode yet. Yeah. And then when I was listening to the album, I was like, wait, I love Lights Up. Like, I love the lyrics. I love the beat, and I sound good singing it. Oh, we need a cover. My friend Sahil, though, who helps me with covers, shout out to Sahil if he's listening. I feel like he gets so annoyed with me because I'll get so excited and be like, we have to do this as a cover. And then he'll, like, send me the instrumental and I don't get to it for, like, two or three weeks. And so I, like, have all these ideas in my head. And then he executes them and then I, like, take forever to act on it because I just, like, want it to be perfect and I never sit down. It's bad. Well, maybe over the break you can find some time. I know, but there's, like, so many other ones I want to do, too. I mean, that's true. I know, um, and it's hard because a lot of the ones I want to do, like, it's really easy if there's an instrumental on YouTube for us to, like, turn yeah. it into a cover. Yeah. But if there's not, it's a lot of work for him, so yeah. that's when I start feeling really bad. Well, I cannot wait to hear you singing it. That's for sure. Yeah. I have an instrumental open that he just sent me, but y'all will have to wait on that. Yes. We leave them on the edge of their seats. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Is that all? I think that's everything. Guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I loved every minute of this one. Yeah, this was fun. Thank you guys for listening to my story. A lot of people have been asking, so this was just the best place to talk it all out. And I hadn't got to tell Grace yet, so it just made the most sense to do that on this platform. Guys, even when we were texting about it, he was like, let's just talk about it on the pod. So I've been waiting to hear about this for like four or five days. It was it was incredibly fun, and I feel very lucky. And I'm excited to see what 2020 holds. Um, we, Grace, have not talked about this yet, but I'm assuming that next week we probably won't do an episode since it's Christmas. Um, yeah. But maybe, maybe at the end of the week we can do our New Year's episode. Mm-hmm. 
What do you say? Top night. Yes. 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 Okay. I like that idea. That was one of my favorite episodes from last year. And I think a lot of people also liked that one as well. I know. That's one of my all-time favorites too. Okay. I'll start working on that list. Me too. You guys are like in our like afterwards conversation. Like, okay, yeah. I'm going to get going in the description intro. Like get your list going. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the we're, next just, steps. we're just giving you an inside look. Um, so yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. Oh my gosh. Merry Christmas. We love you guys so much. Yes, deck the halls, fall la la. Give us a rating. Yeah, write a review. Tell things. your friends, family. You it know the be, drill. It would be a very nice Christmas gift for you to just give us some it five stars. Really yeah. Okay, well, Grace, I love you very much, and yeah. may the Christmas spirit just enter us all as we head into the holiday. We'll see you all very soon. Bye. Bye.